0: Of about face radio will you be an angel for a veteran every day veterans across the nation are struggling with ptsd depression and anxiety and they're looking for something to believe in again to serve something bigger than themselves to have their voices heard just one more time please go to www.aboutfaceradio.org and donate a monthly gift right now for just $18 a month, only 60 cents a day, you will help About Face Radio purchase broadcasting equipment for a deserving veteran and provide them a platform to truly give veterans a voice. Reach out to us on our social media platforms and get involved. With your donation, you will receive a welcome kit with a photo and a bio of a veteran who's benefiting from your generosity. Someone who is given a second chance thanks to you. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, there's a veteran somewhere who needs you, and your donation says, "I am here to help." Please go to www.aboutfaceradio.org, hit the donate button, and show your love to these veterans. Or their terrorists will win. Radio. Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and
1: spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco, at
0: the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931 542 Two six two six five or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes.
1: Alright, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. It's, 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 it's Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, Share your tips with the Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you're a veteran, first responder or Gold star family, We would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Mention. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We're live tonight on a Thursday night. It's a beautiful uh, summer, first full night, full, full day of summer, I guess, here. 80 degrees here in Tennessee. We're having a great day. I hope you are, too. Our next guest has been in the fitness wellness world for over 24 years as a group exercise instructor, trainer, running coach, and food coach. She wants to help women feel amazing in their own skin, learn how to eat for their health and weight loss, and move for lifelong wellness. Her tagline, and this is an awesome one, y'all, your health is your wealth. She's a seven times author, international speaker, and coach on the FIT radio app. So without further ado, let's welcome Pam Sherman to the Misfit Nation. Welcome,
2: Pam. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much.
1: Again, thank you for your flexibility to get this thing going a few days early so uh, we can have you on now instead of way in the future.
2: Happy to be here.
1: Awesome. Pam, I just gave a, a two cents blurb about you right there. If you'd like to go a little more in depth about, about you from as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are now, that'd be awesome.
2: Well, I am lucky to have born, been born with motivation dripping out of my pores. I am one of those people who I, I want to work out every day. It's hard for me to take a rest day. So for my job... To be a, a group exercise instructor and personal trainer, that was a, a wonderful fit for me, especially when my kids were little, uh, while I could still be a mom and carpool them and make food and all that stuff. But during the day, I can inspire mostly women, some guys, um, on their health and wellness journey. And then my personal journey took a turn for the better, eventually. Uh, about six years ago, I was out for a run and I got hit by a car, which took me out of my job. Um, however, I say it happened for me because those seven, eight books now on Amazon never would have happened had I not been hit. I would not be on the fit radio app. I would not be where I am now. I would have been in my safe little comfort zone of teaching and training and that, uh, that led me to a bigger platform. And I really think I was meant to inspire more people on their health and wellness journey. And so I appreciate being here because even, even if only one person gets inspired from this, it is a hundred percent worth it
1: one of our mantras here reach one teach one so if, if one person gra- grabs onto what you're you're talking about here like you took a, what most people would have took as a punch in the face and fell down laid down you took it as something to sit back and write your seven times books and get on Amazon and build your build your I guess your whole audience for yourself you're you're following and that's amazing
2: I did well for me. I've always been positive, Pam. I always look at the bright side of things. And it was one of those days that when it happened. I I could have easily been killed, and my whole outlook was: I, I lost a bunch of teeth. I didn't break any bones. I didn't have any major injuries. But no matter what, it was better than being dead. Yes. And I was not ready to be done being a wife or a mother or inspire people. So I looked at it like, hey. And this was before COVID, so I could have used the mask because there was a while I didn't have any front teeth, and so I'd have to talk with my hand in front of my teeth. And I, I look back now and I laugh. I'm like, I was two years before, you know, the masks were in style. Uh, but it really was a. And in fact, my family got me a pillow for Christmas that said "Better than dead" because I'm like, it, it could have been so much worse. It was teeth that took two years to put back in, but in those two years, I really formulated what I wanted to do next. So it was, it was, it was a after the fact a great experience for my life
1: some people would call it a happy accident, but I'm sure in the moment it wasn't too happy, but like you said, you're positive Pam and uh, I'm sure you, you've seen a light bulb as soon as it happened. Maybe I can do something different now to, to change this into these lemons, into lemonade.
2: Well, it was, it was very organic because I did actually try to go back to teaching, but my body was, ex- I would teach like one stretching class three days a week. And by the end, my body was so tired and exhausted that my boss was great. and uh, like, I can't do it. I had to have a bunch of, oral surgery. And, uh, you know, after that happened, I, um, I found a woman to make my website. And and she's like, do you want to write like a weekly newsletter? Do you want to start? I'm like, yes, i love to write. And she goes, okay. So when people sign up, they need to get something free. Can you write something free for them? And so I started writing, and I wrote like 50 pages. And she goes, this is a book, I just want like your 10 best tips on healthy living. So I wrote my first book before I even knew that I was a book. So it was a happy accident.
1: That is awesome. And did you ever have any ambition to write earlier in life or just just a very happy
2: accent? I always liked writing in school uh, but it was never like I hope someday I can do this <laughs> but for me health and wellness it was uh, it was easy. it was so easy and you know I didn't quote any studies or didn't have any scientific research in there. it's all my personal experience so it was it was really fun. That's
1: amazing and, and awesome at the same time. And so you I mean like like I said earlier, you could have just sat down and, and threw the flag up and I, I'm out of here, but you're you have know, your positivity, you're, you're motivated all the time, hundred percent motivated. You said it was pouring out of your pores, motivation pours out of your pores. So, I mean, so there was no stopping you with just a, a, a simple car I would say a simple car hitting you, but I mean, that's not really simple to most people either. You lost teeth, you were probably bad, badly damaged, but you, you took it as a way to, to make things better for others in a different way. And then now you've come back hundred percent, right?
2: Yes, and that's where I got my tagline. Because I was in such good shape, my injuries were not worse. So it really changed my mindset. Where before that, women want to lose weight. That's it. That's why they came to me lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Then I was like, hang on now. Let's think about our health in terms of what it can do for us. My health, my healthy body, my strong body saved my life. I didn't, like I said, I didn't break any bones, didn't have any major injuries. There is some luck to that, certainly but I have to think my strong muscles protected my bones. And also my running watch was the first thing to hit the ground and that was smashed to pieces. So, (laughs) but it really did like turn it around like, okay, so if you're skinny, what does that do? Do, Are your bones strong? What happens if something happens to you? Let's, let's think about our health in terms of not only now, but how do you want to feel when you're 60, 70, 80, if you're lucky enough to get to age, we're hopefully it's, we're all pro aging, not anti aging. I'm pro aging. Right. I want to be strong and feel great when I'm 80. What I do now is going to affect that. What I did before the accident affected how my recovery was after the accident.
1: Definitely, it definitely did. It definitely affected everything in those mo- in the moment it happened too. Because being uh, a more fit person when you got hit, it helped you. Your body was able to absorb a lot of that because your muscle structure and stuff like that. As you hit the ground, hit the car, hit the ground. And of course you lost your watch. That's, that's something you can't build or, or get back right away. But unless you write to a company and said, it saved my wrist and maybe it'll give you a new one. <laughs> I,
2: I did actually, and I sent you them did. a picture of it, which they put in their uh, <laughs> quarterly newsletter and they gave me a coupon for 25% off a new one.
1: Oh, that's, I mean, that's better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> just, yes, yes, yes. I, I broke most of my running watches on my own just by either dropping them or closing a door on them or something. We're just never charging them the correct way. So I stopped using them altogether and just to get off my mind at how fast I run now. <laughs> That's just something I learned with my own running is the watch was really – I think the watch was actually my handicap. It was just there and making me do things I shouldn't be doing.
2: So <laughs> Well, it was interesting because, as a runner, you know what time you should be running, right. and I was right around the two mile mark when it happened. I was going out for a seven mile run. I was like, "Oh, great, eight fifteen. I'm at a good pace, feel great. It was lovely and then twenty seconds later, I mean it, it happened, but it was uh, and, and that's actually how I found fit radio because I hadn't gone out to get a new running watch yet, and I was searching for apps that had the Garmin feature on it okay. And they did. And even though, like, literally, I would start working out, get a surgery, start running, get a surgery. So I wasn't even running that far, but I still wanted to know what my pace was because I am a running geek at heart. So that app had it. And I was like, one day I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a runner and I'm a coach. I could actually coach on Fit Radio. <laughs> so
1: And now, happy, happy divide right there. You came together. So <laughs> another awesome thing that came out of this whole whole turmoil that you had there. And I mean, that everything you just said would be a roadblock to most people. So what is the biggest roadblock you see for people as they start their their fitness journey?
2: They can't get out of their own way. They give themselves every excuse in the book. And over the years, I have seen very few people that actually have legit excuses. In fact, I was just talking with my uh, one of my besties from high school who, she said, Pam, when my five kids were little, you actually looked at me and said, you don't have time to work out. And I said, you're really one of the only ones that I ever said that to because most people are all or nothing. So if they can't work out for an hour and have a perfect diet and do all the things, they don't do anything. And what I say is, we all make time for the things that we want to do. So for example, on my YouTube channel, The Perfect Balance, I have a 10-minute workout playlist. Guess what? If you do five 10-minute workouts, that's 50 minutes in a week. That is better than zero minutes every time. But people's mentality is, oh, it's not enough. But guess what? When you work out first thing in the morning, You make better food choices you might go for more walks you might drink more water it's a it's an effect of oh i did that so i'll keep doing this and this and this so the in in my book baby steps lead to success let's forget the all or nothing let's go little by little and then see where that leads
1: definitely and another thing we say here on miss Nation is stacking victories that's exactly what you just said there if you wake up in the morning you you stack victories as you you get up that's a victory right there you're up you went you made that far through the night you made it up then you, through the day, you stack victories and see how many you got today. I got, Oh, 19 today. Maybe tomorrow I'll get 20. See what I can do tomorrow better to make it better than yesterday. If you go to the gym or you go out on the road and run, that's it. I mean, that usually gets your day going a lot better than just getting up and jumping in the car, going to work.
2: I always say first thing in the morning, especially as you get over a certain age, because let's face it, at the end of the day, I want to be in my jammies by seven, eight o'clock at night. I am not working out. But first thing in the morning, let's go. And then. Just like you said, I whenever I talk to my clients, let's. I want you to write down your wins because everybody wants to remember the things they don't do, but right. there are so many great decisions you do. Do you drink enough drink water today? Great. Did you have any vegetables? Great. Did you go take your dog for a walk? Awesome.
1: Did your dog not do this, something stupid today? Great.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, those are all great things right there, and uh, I think uh, if everyone listening understands that, if you just start labeling things you do well. And don't dwell on the things that go bad during the day. Just take note of them and don't do them again. Because it's gonna you're gonna do something, something bad every day, something's gonna happen every day that makes you feel like you're either failing or something. But just don't dwell on them, just move forward, just keep pushing forward to find that next victory.
2: Well, and let's not not waste time on what's already happened because you cannot change the past. But what you can do is have a better tomorrow. That's it. Exactly.
1: That's perfect. All right, that's good. That's the show. <laughs> Have you ever struggled with your own health or in your, and at all in life?
2: Oh, for sure. I uh, Well, I'm 56, so in the 80s, when I was a marathon runner, and we didn't know anything about nutrition back then, and I was carrying 25 more pounds than I am right now, because I was a college kid. I was eating fast food and being super healthy, but we didn't know anything. So I remember running one day with a friend, and I'm like, something's wrong with my back. And I lifted up, I'm like, can you see anything? Or Is my back fat. It was my back fat, <laughs> but back in the day in our dorms we didn't have mirrors, so you never saw your body. Right. Um, so that was and back in the 80s, I mean, it was big baggy clothing was in style. It's not like it is now. So, yeah, I carried a bunch of weight then. Um, my dad died in 2014, and he had come out to live to Cal in California, not in my house, but in a senior care facility, and he had Alzheimer's, and um, my brothers were not able to help out at all. So, my body just took the brunt of all the stress. I put on 20 pounds. I had a two-year injury where I couldn't run, which was so bad for my mental health, uh, and it took a while to get back to me. It took it took over a year to get back to me, so I definitely have had my struggles, but in all of it, I have always made time for movement because movement is what keeps me in a good mental health space.
1: Awesome, Then that, all that's great, except the part about your dad, and watching him suffer, I'm sure that really hurt you inside and out. And of course you said it hurt, it hurt you with your fitness journey as well. So I can understand that happening and watching someone go through Alzheimer's is It's not an easy thing for anybody. I wouldn't wish it on anybody.
2: No. And I was just thankful it was only three years. I've heard of people hanging on for 10 or 20 years. I'm like that, that's too long that I don't know how the families deal with that. Uh, but like anybody else, I mean, you can look at somebody and think, Oh, they've never struggled. Their life is awesome. It's not. It's not. My uh, older brother uh, died a year and a half ago of alcoholism and my niece was killed. His daughter was killed a year ago by a woman in a car while she was on her bike. Um, And we all go through tragedy and we all struggle and it's no matter what. And I don't know how people are going to take this, but my exercise has saved my life more than one time. It's what I can control there's there's mo- most things in life we can't control but we can control how we move and what we eat and that includes meditation it includes stretching it includes being out in nature deep breathing all the things but life is always going to happen and it can happen in a good way it can happen in a bad way but no matter what it's your job to take care of both your physical and your mental health throughout it all
1: right that's all that's that's definitely right there and i like to help people control that what you can control other things just yours just- as you're on the boat, you got to ride the waves and when it gets to the end of that wave, you step off the boat and you're back in control. Everything, everything in life is not perfect, but if, like you said, if you wake up and you take that uh, conscious step to do something, do it. Just don't say the pillow looks good. Just get back up and do it.
2: Well, and let's let's face the fact that no one's ever regretted a workout ever. Yes. You're always happy you do at the end and I call it like like liquid therapy because when I sweat, I just I feel better every single time.
1: Except when I do my leg work, so I usually hate them a little bit for yes. a little while after. But. but
2: that's good. That's good to hate the workout a little bit.
1: <laughs> when I'm walking around the parking lot trying to find my car, even though I know right where it is, but I know I have to get my legs moving a little more to get to the car. <laughs> so I walk a little further and people look at you like you're crazy and you wave to them. I'm all, right. I'm all right. It's just a weird limp I got today.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. I did that after all of my marathons that I ran the next day. I was walking very funny, but uh, it's always worth it. <laughs>
1: I think my funniest marathon finished the Marine Corps Marathon. I was doing great. And then the uphill for the last mile, you all, three-course mile, like you go uphill to the finish. And I seen my wife, so I ran over to her and I hugged her. And as soon as I hugged her, my whole body cramped. So It's the worst idea ever. <laughs> so one of the guys who was pushing his son in the, the long wheelchair, he had me help grab to handle that. And he was pushing me up, so I feel like I'm... I'm the, the, the worst person in the world right now as he's pushing me up across it. But that, that taught me uh, I can wait to hug her till after I get my medal next time.
2: Well, and who puts put a, a hill at the last mile. That's torturous.
1: And it's straight up and then straight up and up. So up and then a turn up. No, it's the, Marine, it's the way the Marines do things. It's no, it's their mentality. <laughs> it just it's it's a torture you don't need. I like to call it. The, I have a lesson there.
2: What's the lesson?
1: Don't stop to hug anymore. Wait till, till you finish, then hopefully there's a pickle juice up there or something I can get and, and move forward or something. Or, with
2: or have your wife wait at the finish line and not a mile in front of the finish line.
1: Yeah, or right out on the hill. On the hill.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to do that to her this year when she runs it. So I'm going to wait on the hill to give her the hug.
2: <laughs> Good for her.
1: Yeah, so she, she's training right now for that, and uh, this is the first time she's going to do one by herself. I'm pretty proud of her. I get up with her. Uh, I do two days a week with her to do to speed work and her hill work. And i just try to stay back and just be her athletic supporter
2: this time. That is incredible. And will you drive around and cheer at different points on the course?
1: I'm probably going to get one of those little scooters so I can get around D.C. because all the roads will be closed. But I'll get one of those little scooters, rent that, and try to get around as quick as possible.
2: That's a great idea. That's fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the wrecking part might be fun, but it won't be uh, awesome.
2: <laughs> and is she training to finish or does she want to get a certain time?
1: She wants to finish uh, under six hours, so this this is her comeback one. So this this is going to be a big one for her. I'm sure she'll do under five, but she, in her head, she just wants to stay under under a certain time and do it. So just, just run. Don't worry about it. It's going to happen.
2: Stay positive. Stay positive. Stay positive. And and have a good playlist.
1: Yeah, that's that's her big thing. She has to have music. I like to run with no music and just listen to people. Let's try to talk to. I try to talk to someone every mile when I run and. Annoy them as much as possible for a mile, and then go. <laughs> but,
2: no, yeah. no, music, music.
1: <laughs> my first marathon, I ran in St. Louis. But the first 16 miles, I forgot to turn my my earbuds on, so I was just so pumped up to run because I was running in honor of my soldier who passed away in his hometown and near his hometown. So I just went running. Mile 16, I was like, oh, my music stopped. And I looked, I said I never turned it on. I turned it on. So look at that, I have music. So the last 10 miles, I had my whole playlist.
2: Wow, that's a great sixteen miles.
1: Yes, <laughs> I was just pumped going. I said, this is—I don't think it, it never happened again like that. That was the only time it's worked for me.
2: <laughs> that, how many have you run?
1: Uh, eight marathons.
2: That is amazing.
1: And most of them were after I got wounded. So it was mostly comeback. I got wounded in my leg in Afghanistan, and my goal was to get back in there and do it. So I did it. Just kept stair stepping them after. Incredible. So, I, just like you, uh, I was motivated and kept pushing. So.
2: What inspiration you are.
1: Thank you. But I think your story is a little more inspirational because uh, I wasn't hit by a car in the middle of the road where I didn't expect anything to happen to me. So,
2: <laughs> it was really more surreal than anything else because your brain turns off. So, I remember screaming. And because I screamed, I face planted into the windshield. That's why I lost my teeth. But I don't remember that because your brain is like, you know, it's nice, turns off. And then I woke up rolling on the road. And because both my kids play soccer, there was always toxic concussion. But I think your primal instinct is safety. So I thought I might have a concussion. I shouldn't stand up. And I just start crawling for the sidewalk. It wasn't even a conscious thought. It was just like, your body's like, get to safety, get to safety. That's it. it yeah. That's awesome.
1: Well, we talked about the roadblocks. We talked about your struggles. Well, how about we said roadblocks? But what mistakes do people make when they're working when they're training now?
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, ladies need to get off the cardio wheel. We're talking about marathons and running here, but strength training is really going to be the key exercise for the rest of your life. And ladies, the myth will never die. You're never going to get big, bulky muscles. What your muscles will do is protect your bones as you get old. So everyone sees older people, they're hunched over, they're very frail. Strength training will keep you strong for the rest of your life. It's going to be able to help you pick up groceries, grandkids, great grandkids, garden. Your quality of life will be better. Add strength training. I just see women every gym I've ever been at, they're all on the ellipticals. They're having fun on the ellipticals. I'm like, no, no, you got to get you need to get a little uncomfortable. Ellipticals, comfortable. Get out of your comfort zone. Hire a trainer. Take a group exercise class, but start using your strength. It will serve you better than anything else for the rest of your life. Secondly, the crazy diets. I can't even take it. I Really, I mean, my daughter was house sitting at a lady's house when we were over there today, and she had a bunch of Octavia packets, the packaged foods where you take five of those a day and eat those. And yeah, you lose weight because you're not eating very many calories, but then you start eating regular food, you gain it all back my whole motto is if your grandmother wouldn't have eaten it, you probably shouldn't eat it either. So stick with real foods. I always say women should be having at least one protein shake a day because by nature, we're not really big protein eaters, but eat real food. Don't be afraid of fruit. Nobody got fat eating fruit. Now a whole roll of Girl Scout cookies, different story, but a whole watermelon. Great. I mean, really it's real food for the win and don't, jump on and jump off anything. What you do should really be for the rest of your life. So whatever diet's next, I mean, the keto was popular forever. Before that, it was the paleo. Before that, it was the South Beach, um, the Atkins, Weight Watchers, you name it. Those are short-term solutions. If you want to feel great in your own skin for the rest of your life, you have to find a way of eating that supports you for the rest of your life. Not just until you lose weight, because I've seen too many people, they get down with their diet, they're like, I'm done. I can go back to eating the way I used to. And then they gain their weight back and more.
1: Crash and burn,
0: yeah.
2: Every time.
1: Definitely. That's why I always call them the fad diets. I said, you can jump on them as much as you want, but you'll be back here and asking why it didn't work in about six months. Once you say, well, I lost my my 10 or 20 pounds quick, because you cut everything out of your life. And then it comes right back, probably double. Usually comes back about double to what you lost in a quick fashion too.
2: I have seen too many people be excited and then they, they feel restricted and then they get off of it and then it's just, it's a bad cycle and they're always wanting to jump on. And I've had so many people recently, especially say, well, the keto worked for me. I'm like, no, it didn't because you gain the weight. Well, when I do it, it works. I'm like, yeah, but you can't do it for the rest of your life. How you eat now should be the way you're eating in 10 or 20 or 30 years from now. It's not just to lose weight. And let's talk about, like I just said, being strong in your body eating enough protein, eating a lot of vegetables, eating fruit, eating mostly things grown from the ground right. is, is really going to be your best bet.
1: Natural natural foods, yes. <laughs> I think they call it organic in some worlds, but uh, it, it could be different. <laughs> if you grow Absolutely. it in the backyard, it's probably the best thing to have. If you have that green thumb, I guess, and don't have teeter to come eat it all. But those are different problems.
2: yes Yeah. <laughs>
1: What's the best exercise uh, for a woman to do to start their journey so they don't get, I guess, intimidated by exercise to move forward?
2: Well, I always like to tell women, you know what you could do is you could put your microwave timer on for five minutes, take out your kitchen chair, do 10 squats, go over to your kitchen counter and do 10 push push-ups. Do that back and forth for five minutes. That is a great place to start. Because a chair is a perfect squat, and push-ups are very hard for women, But standing up, it makes them much more doable. Right. And everybody has a timer. And five minutes is going to seem like a long time if you start there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you'll hear that ding pretty quick. Uh, you'll be hoping for the ding, I guess, the bell to go off at mo- minute three. And this, this this lady's crazy to make me do this for this long. <laughs>
2: Truly, however, squats, I have to say, probably are the most important exercise for anyone to do. The number one reason people go into nursing homes is because they cannot get up off a toilet, and that is a squat. So getting that muscular strength, squats, lunges, things like that, super important. And once you're too fit for the kitchen, I I mean, really, gyms are a great place to to take group exercise classes. Treat yourself to a trainer, like three to five sessions, so you can get the basics, because I'm sure you know that, but form is everything. It is everything in strength training. So learn that great form and do it two to three times a week, literally for the rest of your life, because it is the exercise that will pay off and keep, keep giving you benefits forever.
1: Definitely. And you said, having a higher trainer. My daughter is a trainer up at her gym and that's the advertisement. It's one of the gyms she works at. So she is doing the, the strength training for my wife. And I'm doing the running training I said I didn't want to. I didn't want to become your coach because she don't listen to me in the house anyway. So you need another. You need an outside voice to tell you she'll listen to them. And my daughter said the same thing. She's not gonna listen to me either. So I said, we gotta we gotta fight for her, Make her do this. So she has an app for it. Everything. Hopefully, she pays attention and does it.
2: It looks like a great gym. That's for sure.
1: That's yeah, a. It's a real small. It's like a boutique gym almost, but it, it's really a good good family environment in there for the ladies that work out there.
2: Well, and strength training for any runner is vital. I mean, I did plenty of marathons when I only did running because again, in the 80s, we didn't know. any. There wasn't any information like there is now. But when I actually started strength training, I got my very fastest half marathon time when I did three days of strength training and three days of running because my body was very strong and very fit. And it wasn't just all about putting in junky miles because back in the day, you'd hard, hard run, junk run, hard run, junk run. And I took away the junk runs and put strength in. And my body was like, heck yeah, let's go.
1: (laughs) My first client, when I became a running coach, she wanted to, we were still in the army at the time. So we would go to the gym before we did PT in the morning. So we'd go to the gym about five and do PT at 6.30. So we did strength training from five to six every day. And then she'd do PT with her unit. And then she'd run in the afternoon for her marathon training. So she went from never doing more than a 10K to running a marathon and qualifying for Boston in her first try just by doing that.
2: Incredible. Yeah. So
1: that was my first my first and best success story as a coach.
2: <laughs> that is, uh, wow, good for her. And did she go around Boston?
1: Yeah, she did, and she had a blast. She was just small in the whole run because she made it. And the, the qualifying run, she wasn't small the the time. She was pushing herself to make it. And she got there so she can breathe a little easier and go and have fun.
2: That's a hard race, too. A lot of hills on that one.
1: Yes, and you have to have hill training. <laughs> If you don't, you're gonna be, you'll be way behind and probably get put on the bus or wherever they have the, the pickup guy behind you there. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's not fun for everyone to do. And you, know, you, you already said the the myth about uh, women lifting and getting this big bulk and stuff. And I, I think that's still a fear. I mean, in the 80s, that was definitely a fear when you had the jazzercise and the, the people wearing the leggings and stuff doing exercise. That was the way to do things, aerobics. And then now there's more women doing CrossFit Or that type of functional fitness, and they're not afraid of getting big or anything. They like, like you said, they're trying to build that muscle for life. Do you see that staying around the the boxes of CrossFit gyms, or maybe a combination of them plus like spin cycles and spin spin cycles gyms and stuff like that?
2: Well, I think the CrossFit is really for the younger crowd. I think over forty, I I see more people getting injured in the box type workouts. Um, So for younger people, absolutely. And I know I'm a lover of the CrossFit games. Love, love, love. Those women, they are big because they train eight hours a day and they eat a lot of food. The regular woman is never going to ever, ever get that big, put down the pink weight, put down the green weight grab heavy weights. Like we are, our bodies are very strong. We're meant to be challenged anyway, back to you. Yes. Spin, spin. What is great too about the Peloton, like when we had COVID Peloton cycling, but they also had yoga and strength and it was people did a lot of variety. So the more variety you can get, our bodies need to stretch. They needed a yoga. They need strength. They need a little bit of cardio. So doing a lot instead of just, just one thing. I mean, I've been at the gym across the street from my house for 22 years now I see some people doing the same thing. Their body never changes. Like the people that just do the cardio, I'm like, Oh, there's beautiful equipment here. Please get off and try the strength. And they just don't. But, uh, and this is going to sound crazy to some of your ladies. I've been lifting on the regular since 2014. My body is smaller now than it was when I was just doing cardio. Muscle takes up less room than fat.
1: Definitely does.
2: So it's not, I mean, it, it, you're not going to get big. We're, we're, it's, I should, maybe 1% of women would get big, but I've never seen a woman actually get big from lifting weights. Your body becomes more efficient. It actually burns more calories. Um, you know, you can work out for less time and get a bigger burn for the rest of the day. Um, so that kind of went off track of your questions, but I think That's there's going to be... Okay, okay. <laughs>
1: I think that going on that line actually helps the, the listeners who have to believe that myth is still true, that if they go to the gym for an hour a day or, or 30 minutes a day, they're going to wind up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. and They don't want to do that.
2: It's, it's impossible, literally impossible, especially for an, a woman over 40. We're losing estrogen. Our bodies are changing. We're in perimenopause, menopause, and no woman I know is going to eat enough and lift enough to get big weights. Like it takes hours and it takes thousands of calories extra to, to gain weight. And most women don't want to eat. They can't eat that much protein. So it's not, it's just never going to happen.
1: <laughs> Jake just chimed in. said, great inspirational show. Thank you, Pam, for sharing your story.
2: Oh, thanks Jake.
1: So he'll be happy. you got mentioned on the show. Thank you, Jake, for jumping on after a long day out in the woods. So it's always good to have uh, good listeners on here. Uh, Steven's also, uh, he's listening to you. He's worked hard with me all day today, but he's listening here right in the studio, so he's having a good day. (laughs) So if you had any advice for, I guess, let's go through three phases of of the the women's journey, those in their 20s now, and then 30s, uh, 40s and then above. What what advice would you give them to get off that couch and, and get out of their own way?
2: Well, I know it's hard to think about getting older. When you're 20, you think 40 is over the hill you think 50 like his grandparents age right <laughs> you're done you're done but literally what you do as a young person affects you later on and it's never too early to start taking care of yourself and your health and for the young people I would really highly encourage them when I when people ask me about health I say sleep is the most important thing you can do when you don't get enough sleep you're less likely to work out your brain is gonna crave sugar you're not gonna get nearly as much movement you know you're just Uh, Not as productive. So, if you can put sleep, I mean, not every day, but most days of the week on the top of your list, Uh, watch your alcohol. Alcohol is a, uh, there's no benefits to alcohol in your life. And I lost a loved one from it, so I'm super duper passionate about it. Um, Enjoy one or two beverages with your friends, but really the less alcohol you have for the rest of your life, the better. And that's not going to be a very popular thing for people to hear. But as you get older, my husband can tell you now, I don't drink anymore. It affects you more as you get older and it really sucks. It messes with your sleep. Uh, You get a hangover much easier. You just, it doesn't feel as good. So if you can have fun without drinking a ton when you're young, that would be great. And make exercise a regular part of your life for the rest of your life. Don't put it off. Don't think, okay, after summer, after vacation, I'll start Monday. Throw all your excuses out and start today. Like I said, I have a 10 minute playlist on my YouTube channel. It's called Pam Sherman, The Perfect Balance. I have tons of body workouts. You can do my little kitchen push-up and squat, and you're going to be saying damn Pam, because it's going to be way harder than you think. Um, but your health really is your greatest wealth. And there is nothing that's more important than your health. Think about the last time you were injured or you were sick and you couldn't get out of bed. You were thinking, oh, I just want to get out of bed. When you take care of yourself and you feel great, it's a million, it, it's like a million dollar feeling. So please don't put off tomorrow what you can do today.
1: Oh, that's great advice right there. That's amazing advice right there. Don't put out, put off for tomorrow, what you can do today. And that's why I tell people don't make New Year's resolutions, make my, make life changes before then and just keep up with them. It takes 21 days to make a habit form into reality and just do it. Don't don't worry about every year making a resolution because you're never going to stick with it.
2: I don't know one person that's ever made one that stuck.
1: Nope. I don't need <laughs> Not, they don't last more than two weeks. You can see them. So I go to Planet Fitness here since they have all the equipment I need. And you see the, the first two weeks of the year and then they're never back. But they're still paying for the gym membership.
2: That's the they way never, they make money. Yes.
1: They never come back.
2: though.
1: <laughs> and I'm getting that's a great, great business plan. But it really hurts the people in the end when they don't realize what they're losing.
2: My gym has the same thing every year. The regulars are like, "This the rush is going to be gone by January 20th. And I'm like, I know. And it usually is, unfortunately.
1: say hi and bye to the same people. All right. See you later. We'll see you next year. Next January. We'll see you again. This is the year I'm going to do it. Gotcha.
2: And and we talked about earlier, baby steps. You don't have to work out for an hour. You just have to make it a part of your day every day. We are all busy. When you put yourself on the calendar, that is a non-negotiable appointment with yourself. Don't cancel, find a friend, make it happen. It's the best decision you will ever make for yourself.
1: I had another guest on, I think, last year, and uh, she was also a, a fitness fitness trainer, leader. And she said to get people out of their own way, make them take the baby steps like you're saying, maybe one day just go to the gym and change your clothes in the locker room if you're afraid to go to the gym. That way you say, I made it to the gym today. Then the next day, go in the gym, do the same thing, but now do something. And then just do slowly until you're more comfortable being in front of people doing it. Because sometimes that's the fear that keeps people out of there as well. I never thought of it that way. I said that's great advice right there.
2: Well, and as a former instructor, the people who take classes are very welcoming and they're like their own little family. So I know a lot of newbies are very afraid of getting judged at the gym. Like I need to get in shape before I go to the gym. Right. You, d- you don't have to. People are nice. They're going to say hi to you. They're going to welcome you back. It is a nice, welcoming environment, at least in every gym. I've been in gyms now for 26 years. Every gym I've been at, people are just lovely and kind and wonderful. So you could even start with yoga. You don't have to start with a hard class. You can start with something that's not going to be too stressful physically or mentally. <laughs> just getting inside a class is a good thing.
1: I took yoga. Uh, when well, the first yoga class I took, I took it as a challenge and. uh I think I, I went a little too extreme in it. So <laughs> I, I did a headstand the first day and it was just a challenge accepted.
2: Oh, gosh. That's a big move.
1: <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. I <laughs> said, so this is going to hurt a little bit. But yeah, we did it. Me and my, one of my former soldiers is also on, or one of my co hosts on here, Raymond. We went in there and we didn't want to be outdone by everyone that was in the room. So we did everything they did. And after it was like, that was probably a horrible idea, man. <laughs> I, I can say I did it.
2: Um, challenge accepted, right? For you? Yes.
1: That's a <laughs> <did> yoga check. <laughs> so, how does someone get in contact with you or just a uh, link in with you to maybe have you train them or give them more advice?
2: Sure. You can go to my website. It's theperfectbalance.guru. You can find my Instagram and TikTok at lowercase pam underscore Sherman1. Reach out to me there. It's so easy. I check my messages all the time. I have lots of workout videos. I have regular advice. I want to make your health easy and doable for everyone. It it shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be this overwhelming, I'm not sure what to do. So I I want to show people that you, you, you can do it. It is possible. And by taking those little steps every day and putting yourself on the calendar, it can happen.
1: For those of you on YouTube, the website is going across the bottom right now. Those of you listening on uh, podcast apps, it will be in the show notes so you can just click on it and get in touch with Pam. Pam, again, thank you for being flexible and uh, coming on Thursday night instead of Sunday night so we can get this knocked out and get your message out to the world.
2: Good luck to your wife and her marathon, and it was great to talk with you, Rich.
1: Same here. Have a good night. You too. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit. Visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are